Hello and welcome to Frequently Asked Questions from the session Seasonal Influenza, When, Who, and How to Manage. We are joined today by Dr. Robert Hopkins and Dr. Charles Vega. First off, uh, Dr. Hopkins, could you go into um, a little bit of uh, key pointers from today's session for our audience? Absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, uh, we need to remember that uh, influenza vaccination is critical to prevent influenza in our patients across the age spectrum from six months of age and older. Second is that influenza primarily needs to be a clinical diagnosis, but there are appropriate times when testing is important to make a de definitive diagnosis and to appropriately treat patients. Third is that antiviral medications are underutilized in the treatment of influenza. And finally, uh, we need to at least recognize that some patients may benefit from prophylaxis or treating with antiviral medications to prevent influenza in particular settings. Let's get into some of these frequently asked questions. First, are there any pointers around influenza prevention that clinicians need to know? Well, first and probably most important in my mind is that we need to be vaccinating all of our patients six months of age and older with influenza vaccine every year. The previous, uh, uh, many people in the past have talked about uh, egg allergy or other reasons to not vaccinate. We now know that egg allergy is no longer a contraindication to flu vaccination and that almost everyone can be vaccinated safely. Our older adults have a number of options for special vaccines that provide additional protection, but everyone needs a flu shot. Second is that hand washing and using a respiratory mask and staying healthy are all also additional tools to help prevent people from getting the flu. So those also need to be important in our preventive considerations. When should influenza antiviral testing be considered as opposed to making a clinical diagnosis of flu? Well, generally in an outpatient setting, when flu is widespread in the community, there's no reason to test for influenza. But if it's early in the season and there hasn't been much in the way of influenza detected in the community, or if you're uncertain based on clinical criteria that a patient may have influenza as opposed to something else, or somebody is sick enough that you feel like you need to put them in the hospital, those patients all need to be tested to make sure that they have influenza. But I think it's critically important to recognize that if you're gonna test somebody for influenza, you probably should couple that with going ahead and empirically treating because we don't wanna wait on the results of the test and potentially miss the opportunity to treat early. What are the options for antiviral treatments in outpatients? In outpatients, we have a number of important options for treatment of influenza. First is oseltamivir, or Tamiflu, that's been around for many years. It's a very effective oral medication for influenza. Another one, which is uh, Relenza, which is an inhaled uh, neurometadase inhibitor that's helpful in treating influenza, but it shouldn't be used in people that have lung disease or other pulmonary compromise. And finally, we have a new agent, Biloxivir, that is an oral agent that can be very effective in helping to reduce uh, the severity of influenza. Uh, Biloxivir has the advantage of being a one-time uh, pill. And how about for inpatients? 
For inpatients, we do not currently have data on baloxavir in the inpatient setting or in severely ill patients, but oseltamivir uh, or uh, Tamiflu is still a first-line option for treatment. You could also use the inhaled uh, agent, uh, Relenza. And then finally, for severely ill patients in the intensive care unit, you could use Paramivir, which is an injectable uh, one-time agent for treatment of influenza. Remember also that patients that are hospitalized need to be on respiratory isolation to reduce the likelihood of spread of influenza in the hospital setting. What are some potential advantages in the use of baloxavir as opposed to oseltamivir for the treatment of influenza? Well, baloxavir is a single-dose treatment regimen for influenza. Uh, the fact that you can give a one pill one time and uh, reduce the spread of influenza by dropping the viral load, uh, by uh, effectively treating influenza as opposed to having to take something twice a day for five days, I think is a major advantage. Um, this newer agent, uh, we're certainly seeing good successes to this point, and we will have more data on that uh, baloxavir over the next few years or few seasons that will tell us whether it's also an effective option for sicker patients who may need to be hospitalized and for younger children, as it's only approved for folks 12 and older at this point. What do you do for a non-high-risk patient in terms of their treatment? So most of the patients in my practice are high-risk. Uh, the CDC you know, defines high-risk fairly broadly, you know, young, you know, very young, the very old, and particularly those with a lot of chronic illness, which is most of my patients with chronic kidney disease, COPD and asthma, particularly diabetes and severe obesity, really common in my practice. And for those patients, it's a fairly straightforward choice. It's how do I get them antiviral treatment? So working with the patient to get antiviral treatment on board with the idea of improving symptoms, but also preventing complications. For the rare you know, average risk patient who presents within 48 hours uh, with influenza symptoms, that could be a, more of a shared decision-making process. I find that, you know, exploring patients' motivations for getting better um, oftentimes will yield an answer as to whether they want treatment that can improve their symptoms by about a day, by reducing the course of illness by about a day. So that might be a big deadline at work or an important event over the weekend that they want to attend, or maybe they're just so darn miserable, they just want it, you know, it's worth it to get, um, to get better in one or, you know, one or maybe even two days earlier. Um, and so that's, that's a, a shared decision-making process that, that is uh, different than the high-risk patient. And then there's certain patients who absolutely just don't want to take any kind of antiviral drug. They, maybe they're there just to make sure they didn't have a more severe bacterial infection. In that case, of course, it's fine just to treat uh, with supportive care, lots of analgesics, antipyretics, uh, maybe something for cough. Um, and give them information on the course of illness. How do you get treatment to influenza patients on time within 48 hours? That's traditionally one of the great limitations of influenza therapy is that you know it's really ideally initiated within 24 hours, but 48 hours is is the standard window uh, for effective therapy. Um, one th and I don't you know necessarily talk to everybody about symptoms of influenza, but my high risk patients who are say immunosuppressed or on dialysis or um, any of the high risk group, you know maybe while we're giving the flu shot in the fall, um, I'll mention hey by the way if you know the flu shot isn't 100% effective if you develop you know the rapid onset of fever and myalgias and getting really tired. 
then you know, call our office and we can maybe arrange for you to be seen and initiate antiviral therapy that much earlier. So just preloading those high-risk patients uh, with a warning um, and giving the education up front during the, before the influenza season really hits, I think is one way we can mitigate the uh, negative effects of influenza. This is great information. Thank you both so much for your time today. Happy to do it.